Hey, bitch, what's going on? It's Cookout Thursday. And it's also apparently, according to some people, the most wonderful time of the year or some shit like that. <laughs> so um, if that is the case, then that means it's gift giving season. And since we're giving gifts, that means you should be on shopthecookout.com. Listen, we all have that one family member that is like rude and nasty, doesn't know how to act, is always starting shit at the family functions. I feel like that family member would really appreciate a be nice hoodie. I think that would be good for them. You know, it's cold outside, you know, and it'll give them a nice reminder to not be an asshole. So I think you should do that. Shopthecookout.com. Go ahead. Go off. I know you're about to get paid tomorrow, so don't even like try me. You got bread. Don't make me run up on you. Thank you so much. And let's get ready for the motherfucking show, bitch. Ayo. What up, though? This episode of The Cookout is brought to you by John and Vaughn. Shouts out to Jonathan and Yvonne. They got engaged, bitch. <laughs> Come on down, everybody. We can have a good time. We can talk about anything that you wanna. Cause it's the cookout. It's the cookout. 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 No, really, shouts out to them um, for their incredible journey of love um, culminating all to this one point of an engagement. Super excited for them. The friend group is lit. The friend group is turned for this. The friend group saw this shit coming. So shouts out to Jonathan and Yvonne. You guys know them from the show. They've been here several times, both of them. Uh, yeah, congratulations to you guys. Love you, love you, love you. And really, really excited for you guys and what you have coming in the future. Can't wait to be at the wedding. Um, and I will do my best not to throw shade because you guys know that's how I show love. But I'm not going to do that on that day. On that day, I'm going to be a very very nice boy <laughs> so congratulations to jonathan and vine of course um so um let's just let's just talk about the big pink elephant in the room so check this out i'm alone today um never thought that i would do or would want to do a podcast episode by myself i'm just like who the fuck cares they're not that interested in what i have to say when i'm by myself i'm not that like interesting alone um but here i am and let me tell you why so last night um jay jason knight um you know finest nigga I've ever seen in my life he was here um stephanie was here and also my ex-girlfriend tati miss tati was here as well and the subject matter was uh soul ties and we really got deep like super super deep deeper than i think any of us you know expected to go the episode did not go at all how I planned it to go. It really turned into like a therapy session for myself and Jay for the most part. It was it was really it was a it was a great moment for for us. I can't even explain to you like the energy in the room at that point. It was it was something that I've never experienced on the show before. So I was really um, excited. Um, and part of me was nervous because of how much I exposed myself and how much I, I shared. Um, and I think Jay felt the same way, but I, I could not wait to get this content out to you guys. So, um, 
you know, on my lunch for my nine to five today, I um, sat down to edit the show. And um, like I do, and I have been doing for almost the past two years, I sat down, you know, and I dropped the theme song in. And once I dropped the theme song into to the, the show, um, I, you know, scrolled, you know, to the right to see the rest of the track so I can continue listening and editing. And all of everything disappeared. Everything beyond the uh, the the intro was gone. And I was I spent the rest of my lunch hour sitting there trying to fight with it, trying to figure it out, called Apple. There's no way to recover it. Um and the crazy thing is I actually, I saved it last night. I saved it before I started editing and then like it just went away and it wouldn't let me pull it back up. So um, I am highly annoyed. You know, we keep, listen, I keep it honest and I keep it real on the show. Like that's what I do. That's that's like the foundation of what I do. My quote unquote brand, if I have one, is the truth. So I'm telling you guys exactly what happened and I'm really, really bothered by it because I felt like that episode would really help somebody um because I know it helped me I know it helped Jason um and Tati was just in here giving us our lives and Stephanie was in here like just like backing her up it was it was just a wonderful moment I really wanted you guys to see that um and hear that um I'm gonna keep trying to figure out a way to like you know find that shit um but it it seems like it's pretty futile so um I like to bring you guys content I don't like to skip weeks um, consistency is very important to me and I love what I do here. Um, so I'm like, what can I do? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to like, you know, start bothering my friends to like try to get them to scramble here at the last minute and try to like throw a show together. I was like, let me just, um, go ahead and do a solo show. You know, I have the, you know, I can, I can do that now. So, um, I reached out to, you know, everyone, all my followers on social media, and I reached out to my friends and my family, and I was like, yo, all of you guys just send me a bunch of questions, anything that you ever wanted to know about me or anything that you wanted to know my opinion on, and I'm going to, you know, do an episode by myself, and I'm going to answer your questions and and speak directly to you guys. So um, I got a lot of response, more response than I thought I would get, several, several questions from a lot of different people. So that is what I'm going to do today. Um, I don't know how this is going to look. I don't know how this is going to feel. Um, this is literally something I came up with about three or four hours ago just because I want to bring you guys content and I'm committed to you guys and I love y'all and I appreciate your support. So the least that I can do is, you know, bring my ass in here right after my nine to five and work it out for y'all. Um, so that's what this is. Um, (laughs) so bear with me, you know, if it's some weird editing, I'm hoping I can just talk and not have to edit too much. That's the goal. Cause I like to keep it as honest and straightforward as possible, but um, just just work with me, and you know, I'm sorry to you guys who are expecting one thing. I'm sorry to Jason and Tati and Stephanie, um, but at the same time, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe that moment because we shared a lot, like we got really deep, um, like I mean, like naming names and doing that whole thing. So maybe I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe this was just a moment that needed to stay between four friends. Um, (laughs) And maybe that's why this happened, because it's never happened before. So I'm going to look at it that way and just say, hey, you know, we got what we needed from it. And maybe that was the whole purpose. And also maybe to push me out of my comfort zone and to do this today. And I just really hope you guys respond to it well. I hope that it's received well. And I hope I'm not like, you know, boring or rambling or whatever the case is. Um, Please give me your feedback on this episode. 
if you like it, I'll do another one. I'll do more of these. Um, I have probably way more questions than I could actually answer today. So, um, yeah, there's that. That's what's happening today. Um, really quick up front before I get to the potato salad, I just want to say really quickly, I've been watching Catfish for some reason, like a lot the past few weeks. <laughs> you know, they have it on Hulu, so I can just go on Hulu and like, you know, just start watching it. Um, so I've been doing that. And um, I'm going to tell you, that, that Max, that Max is... Um, he's kind of sexy i don't know <laughs> i don't know when this happened like but i'm like i kind of got a little crush on max he's kind of he's kind of hot with his gray hair and you know he's got a cute face and uh i like how uh neve is more like the the good cop and max is like the bad cop max will like you know set their asses on fire he'll call them out like i fucking love that shit so shouts out to max for being for being sexy, for being like fine. I don't know what that is, but I, I like it. Um, so shouts out to him. Max, if you hear this, you know, <laughs> come on the show, Max. <laughs> um, also up front, um, if this sounds a little bit different, um, you guys, I moved into um, a different place. I'm in the same apartment complex, but just into a larger place. And I have a room completely dedicated to, you know, the show and studio work. So I have a, a studio set up here in, um, in one of the, the extra bedrooms. And so I'm going to be, you know, figuring out the sound and the acoustics in this room. So if it sounds a little bit off or whatever, just forgive me, work with me, you know, I'll figure it out. You know, that's what I do. Um, but uh, it's pretty, it's pretty jazzy. It's nice to, you know, walk in and not have to set something up to record and not have to break it down. I just got to walk in today sit in the captain's chair and just go ahead and start recording this shit that's really really nice so um you know shouts out to me for you know trying to make moves and shit out here you know i'm trying to bring you guys good content if i can and bring you quality and you know, so that's that's what this is about so really quick all right who bought the potato salad to the cookout this week who did that to me it's just like a fucking landslide victory it's not even a question disney goddamn plus i mean disney plus just snatched every wig and left no edges behind not a single edge in sight i'm telling you i am obsessed like actually like the day it came out um woke up that morning i wake up around like 5 30 every morning but i don't get out of bed till like six ish right so i'm laying there and by like 10 minutes i'm just like laying there praying just thinking whatever the case is and then it hits me boom i'm like oh my god this is disney plus day i download the app immediately i'm going through the catalog of what they have i'm seeing goof troop and i'm seeing a goofy movie and i'm seeing ducktales and i'm seeing gargoyles and i'm seeing all the x-men animated shows and i'm seeing just fantastic four animated shows then i get to the marvel movies and i'm just like losing my fucking mind and i'm just enamored and i'm in love and disney plus is just giving me all the life that i've needed thank you so fucking much i'm so excited i'm telling y'all man it's all i've been watching um this is it's, it's, it's fucking awesome. It is really, 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 really awesome. And I'm really excited and looking forward to the original content that's going to be coming as well. Um, you know, WandaVision, which I'm looking forward to, Loki and Hawkeye and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is going to be fucking fire. Like, it's, it's just going to be good stuff. So if you don't have Disney Plus, go ahead. Bitch, it's only $7 a month. You got $7. You, you pay that for, you know, for your raggedy ass lunch every day. You can go ahead and drop a quick seven for Disney Plus. It is fire. You will not be sorry. Even last night when we were talking about it, like, you know, me and Jay were in here super excited about it because we're both geeks. So we were like mad excited. I'm telling y'all, man, get Disney Plus. You won't be sorry. Okay. So that's that. 
um, for the upfront shit. Um, <laughs> normally at this point, I would go ahead and um, introduce the topic and who's at the family table, but we already know what the topic is. And I'm the only person at the family table. I'm eating solo today. So um, let's just, I guess, let's get to the questions and see what you guys gave me. So um, I have like the longest set of notes I've ever had for any episode here, but we're going to get right to it. I hopefully, I haven't really read through um, well, no, I read through the questions, but I didn't really think a whole lot about them because I wanted the answers to be, you know, authentic and real and not rehearsed. Um, so that is what I'm going to do today. So um, first set of questions um, comes from actually my best friend, my brother. Um, he was actually here hanging out with me a couple nights ago. Uh, he surprised me. Didn't know he was in town, but he was here. And we hung out. You guys may have seen him on my Insta story. Um, and it was just great. So he gave me some questions. Um, <laughs> some of this shit is so fucking stupid. Uh, I love you, Justin. Uh, first question from Justin says, um, inquiring minds want to know, <laughs> do gay people shit the same after in- intercourse? I can't even. <laughs> what the hell kind of question is this, Just? Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer this shit. Uh, the answer is uh, yes and no. <laughs> it depends on like, you know, how much he ravaged the hole. You know what I'm saying? Like it really, <laughs> it really depends on that. Like um, for the most part, like, you know, the snapback really hits for the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that night. You know, after it's done, you know, you are probably, you know, hole just open. It's just, you know, it's fucking crazy. But um, for the most part, it's yeah, I'm I'm fine. Like I, I shit the way I shit before I was penetrated. You know, and it, you goddamn bitch, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Next question. Um, what the last? When's the last time you got your prostate check, bitch? Never, bitch. Moving on. That's dumb. <laughs> uh, third question from my best friend. Um, are you a top? or bottom or both. This is really interesting. He's asking me all these uh this uh these questions because he is he's a straight guy. I love our relationship so much. Um top, bottom or both. Um started out as a top. My first relationship, I was a complete and total top. Did not want to be penetrated. Wasn't really interested in that. Um then we broke up and I noticed that I got a lot the attention that I got from men a lot of times had to do with um, my lower half, my ass and like my legs and stuff. Um, I'm pretty, you know, I'm holding something pretty substantial. Um, but it's funny because I try to hide that most of the time. I try to like mask it with the way that I dress and things like that. Um, and then, you know, guys are surprised when the clothes come off and they're like, oh my God, where'd that come from? Um, (laughs) but you know, moving into my second relationship, um, and then, you know, realizing that was the attention I was getting most of the time, um, I was a little bit more open to, you know, trying new things. So my, my second boyfriend made it very clear from the beginning that, you know, he liked being a top and a bottom equally and he needed both. Um, so I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and give this a go. So at that point I was in a versatile relationship. Um, and since then I have pretty much been both now for the past few years or so, it's been more, I've been more like a bottom, which is fine. Um, but um, it just depends on how you catch me on what day, like what energy I'm on. I may like one thing. I may like the other. I may want both. It just kind of depends. So um, 
I guess I don't really like to label it, but I, I guess I would just say I'm a I'm you know versatile and it is what it is. With that, um, what else do we have here? Um, I can't read all the questions because I have so 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 many um, from everyone. Um, so I'm just gonna like skip around a little bit. Um, next question: If you died and had it had one choice to listen to one album for the rest of eternity, what would it be? That is a splendid question, and it is an impossible question because my music library is extensive. And oh, this is this is a tough one. The um, my instinct, my reflex, the thing that hit me first when I read the question was uh, Ryan Leslie by Ryan Leslie. It's his self-titled album, um, and the reason why I say that is because um, I think he's one of the most genius and underrated and underappreciated producers to ever come through. Uh, the music industry and that album was incredibly well balanced and that album also defined a moment in my life for me um i was quote unquote transitioning out of you know being in denial about my sexuality and just really like falling into who i was and enjoying and also i was at the same time um discovering myself as a solo artist um and i just i connected with him on that album and being like, okay, if I made an album, it would probably sound like this. If I if I made an album where I was singing a lot, it would probably sound like this. Um, and so I would probably say Ryan Leslie by Ryan Leslie. You know, off that album, you have Addiction, you have Out of the Blue, you have Your Fly. Um, it's just it's just um, shouldn't have to wait. It's a solid album. Like you can put it on and not have to skip a song. You can just play, and it gives you every song gives you a different emotion. You know, it, it, it's it's to me, it's a masterpiece. And so, shouts out to Ryan Leslie for that um, record for sure. Um, next question. This is so silly. Is Pluto a planet or no? Nah? I'm tired of this shit, <laughs> bitch. I don't know, bitch. <laughs> and I'm not about to Google it. No. Um, what else do we have? What does happiness mean to you? Um, this is this is an interesting question. Um, happiness means to me, I would probably say um, just general and overall peace in all areas of my life. You know, um, whether that be in my nine to five profession or if that's in my business with this podcast, um, peace within my my friendships, uh, peace within my relationship. You know, um, having an actual <laughs> having a relationship uh, would be happiness to me. Um, and just having peace of mind, um, mental quiet, uh, I am not in that place right now. You know, I've kind of discussed on the show a little bit that this is a really tough season for me. Um, and that's just kind of where I am. So I'm, I'm really seeking, um, just peace of mind and mental quiet and, and mental clarity. So that to me, um, is happiness. I don't need a whole lot of money. I don't need like that stuff is nice and I want that. Yes, absolutely. But that's not the goal for anything that I do. That's not what's going to bring me happiness. Um, yeah, uh, mental, mental quiet, mental peace, stability um, and just and, and like a solid relationship and just continuing to have, you know, great friendships and good people around me. So that to me, I would say is definitely um, that means happiness to me. Um, and so pretty much thinking about it now that I'm saying it out loud I'm actually I'm almost there I'm almost at like my my peak level of happiness and that's that's pretty damn great and that's worth fighting for so you know sometimes it's hard for me to get out of bed in the morning sometimes like on a day like today when I feel like everything is falling apart I struggle you know what I'm saying um but 
you know, to to have those to have those other things in place would 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 be really great. Um, um, yeah, man, y'all pray for me, man. <laughs> y'all pray for me. Um, this last question uh, from Justin: uh, Who's your best friend without saying his name? Explain him through other celebrities. <laughs> Just you are definitely having a um, <laughs> a narcissistic moment here. Uh, I would probably describe my best friend using other celebrities without using his name. I would say um, my best friend. He has a lot of of different um, qualities. He has a lot of uh, things that make him special. I'll say that. Um, so. The first name that came to mind is Trey Songs. And I say that because Trey Songs has this thing where like he can probably it seems like he would walk into a room and not say a word. Um, but like you would just feel like his presence. Like, um and it's and it's 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 heavy sexual. So my best friend has a lot of heavy sexual energy on him, and it's not something that he tries to do. It's just kind of one of those things that he just has. You know, he attracts you know, women, he attracts men to look at him, you know, so it, it's one of those things where like, you know, Trey Songs has that too, I think, you just, you just walk in and you just smell the sex, you know, so I, I get that, um, also the, um, the, like the, the calm boss mentality, the calm, uh, boss, uh, air that, that President Obama has, I would say, um, my best friend has it's not you know something that he has to be boisterous about not something that he has to like beat on his chest about just walks in and the respect is commanded the respect is given um and he also respects other people like our forever president obama does i think that's really really cool um those would probably be the the uh the those are those are the two that came to mind for sure um I'm sure there's going to be more. I'm going to think about it later and kick myself for not saying something. But I think that's that's yeah, that's where we are with that. Um, at this point, I'm just going to like jump around to, you know, the different questions that I have and see and see what I love here. OK, next question is from Stephanie. Stephanie wants to know what life experience or experiences do you think had the biggest effect on you? Um, I have talked about this ad nauseum on this show to the point where it's like, God, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but it does affect me. Um, it is the biggest event in my life that has affected me the most. Um, I would probably say, um, was having, uh, my brain aneurysm and like the surgery, uh, to repair that. Um, it, it's really interesting because when I went to, um, my surgery consultation, uh, I brought my mom along with me for like moral support. Um, and I'm sitting there in the room with the, with the surgeon and he was telling me everything that we were going to do to, you know, save my life and to repair the aneurysm and everything. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm listening, but part of me certainly checked out and I didn't hear a whole lot of what he said. Um, but one thing he did say that my mom corroborated for me well after the fact when I asked her is that he said that the physical um, recovery would be the easiest part. He said that a lot of his patients, um, a lot of people who go through this, deal with a lot of, uh, you know, mental stuff afterward um, and uh, just depression, anxiety, PTSD, all the things that I now deal with because of what I've been through. Um, I feel like that event in my life took a lot from me, um, but 
it also taught me a lot about myself and who I actually am. And it also gave me some things. So what it taught me about myself is that um, I'm not the type of man that will lay down and stay there. Like I might get hit and I might get knocked down. Absolutely. That happens to all of us. And I might lay there for a little while, maybe, maybe, maybe for an hour or two, maybe a day, you know, but after, after a while, I'm like, okay, hold up. We, we, this is not the place where I'm going to die. I'm not going to die on this hill, you know? So I always get up and I'm super resilient. Um, and that event taught me that about myself. I didn't see myself in that way. So I think that's really cool. Um, what it did give me, um, one thing I always, I, I always feared was dying, um, like super young um and not um leaving anything behind you know but um when this happened I was 32 years old and uh when I started to share what I was going through with the people around me um what I learned is that I have my legacy is already intact I've already made the impact that I've always wanted to make I wanted to leave this earth and leave people a little bit better than I found them um, and in the, the support that I got and the love that was outpoured to me and the way that people expressed to me, it showed me in that, in that moment that, yo, like I did that already, you know, and, and that was super comforting. So, um, it has had that, that situation has had a pro profound effect on me and I think it will for the rest of my life. I'm just trying to find a way to not let it be negative because, you know, even, even today, you know, let's, let's just keep it honest. Even today, um, I had a lot of bad thoughts, man, like in the next like three or four weeks, I have a brain scan coming up where they got to go in and look and see if, you know, everything is in place still and to see if I've developed any other, um, you know, any other aneurysms that need to be taken care of, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit and be in flex. I'm fucking terrified. You know, I'm, I'm really, really scared to, to go. I don't want to go. But at the same time, I know I need to go so that I can know what's happening, you know. Um, so it, it's tough, you know, and I don't want to keep having to wrestle with anxiety, depression, and PTSD. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm hoping that um, I can, quote unquote, eat the meat and spit out the bones. So take the good stuff from the situation and get rid of the rest of it. That's that's the goal. Um, another thing I would say that probably, you know, uh, defined me um, or had a big effect on me was my coming out process and um, coming to terms with who I am. Um, and not just coming to terms with it, but actually loving the fact that I'm a flaming homosexual, you know, and loving the fact that um, I will never um, conform to society's norms. You know, I'm never going to marry a woman. I'm never, you know, going to do those things. So um, that really defined a lot of things for me. Um, and and the good part that came from that is that, like, I don't want to kill myself anymore. You know, like I went through a, a long time of being suicidal and I'm just not there anymore. And that's really, really nice. So I'm super appreciative of that for sure. Um, next question. Uh, let's see. Comes from Jamil. The good lady Mills. The good lady Mills asked. He said, could you date a trans man? So. Honestly, it's not something I ever really thought about up until recently. Um, you know, you know, I sometimes in the morning, you know, I may wake up and there may be a small party in my pants. Emphasis on small. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so 
I need to take care of that before I go and start my day, right? So one morning I was up, you know, in my spank bank that I have, my videos that I have saved, whether it be on Pornhub or in my phone, whatever the case is. Um, and they just weren't doing it for me that day. So I'm like, you know, let's add something new to the repertoire. So I'm like scrolling through, you know, Pornhub, just looking at what they have and come across this video and the still shot of the video, um, I was like, oh, that's a really cute boy. Maybe I could be into this. So I click on the video and the sex is happening. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute. This is, you know, a cisgendered man and it is a trans man. Um, and it caught my attention and I stopped and I watched it and shit was kind of fucking hot. Like it was, it was really hot. It turned me on. I actually, you know, worked myself out to that video and it was it was it was a moment for me i was like okay i could i could do this you know i've, I've i am trans attracted you know trans men um i found myself you know looking at some trans men like wow he's really he's really handsome um like lath ashley could get everything that i have <laughs> if you don't know who lath ashley is uh google him and you won't understand what the fuck i'm talking about um he, he, gorgeous you know so I, I i could do it i think it would just be it would be new for me because I'm not like, you know, they still have, you know, a vagina. <laughs> right? I hope I'm not being offensive. If I am being offensive, um, any of my trans listeners, please reach out to me and um, and educate me. But um, I don't know what, you know, to do with that. Like looking at, you know, him, like I'm attracted to him because I see a man, he has masculine energy and that's the stuff that I like. But I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? You know, um, so other than that, I, of course I would, I would date a trans man, you know, as long as he's the, the right person for me, you know, he's a good guy. He treats me, you know, um, with respect and, you know, he's, you know, I could, I could definitely see that happening. Um, next question comes from, uh, Instagram from Jermaine. Jermaine poses the question, have you felt like someone was interested in you solely for the fact that you have a flourishing podcast? If so, how does that make you feel and how have you handled it? If not, what do you think you would do if the scenario presented itself? You know, this is interesting. Um, this is something I've actually thought about. So I want my goal is to take this this podcast like all the way. Like I want this to be my nine to five. I want it to be my job. I want it to be my thing. So it'll be something that I would be known for. Right. So part of the reason why I would like to in my perfect world, if I could have it my way, um, I would like to meet someone and bond with them and start to build a life with them now is because it's not I won't have to think about, you know, um, oh, is he just here because, you know, I have quote unquote influence or have quote unquote fame or have a little bit of bread like, you know, um, because it it's something I think about. Um, it hasn't happened yet. Um, I hope it doesn't happen. Um, I hope that people know out there that I'm like the most genuine like person you could ever like really fuck with so you know coming at me on some you know I'm trying to you know get with him because he might have a bag or some influence number one I know people very well I see people so I'm gonna see that shit a mile away you know what I'm saying like so you probably if you're gonna come and be, come to me with that and that's your intention you better really come with like an ironclad plan you better come correct or, or I'm gonna I'm I'm see it and I'm gonna call you out next question I have comes from Mark, Mark wants to know if you have never been with a woman, do you consider yourself a virgin? Um, well, if that's the case, I am a virgin, bitch, because <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, you know, 
it's I'm still having sex. I'm still sexually active. Um, well, I have been sexually active. It's, it's been a minute for me, <laughs> but um, no, I'm definitely not a virgin. I've 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 experienced and explored, um, you know, a man's you know everything. So no, I mean, just because I haven't had sex with a woman doesn't mean I'm a virgin. Like you know, sex is sex. Gay sex is just as much sex as heterosexual sex is. So no, not at all. Um, next question another question from mark actually um that he just sent me as i'm sitting here talking um <laughs> due to the fact that you are gay how many women have you gotten undressed in front of well no no i'm sorry how many women have gotten undressed in front of you that was mark's question um i don't know i haven't kept count um it's been like a handful of times maybe two or three times nothing like astronomical honestly it's not even something i really even noticed um I I could care less about, you know, a naked female body it does nothing for me. So I, I haven't counted that, but it's definitely happened a few times. And I think you're asking this, Mark, because you are a straight man and you want that gay benefit. That's what that is. You want a woman to undress in front of you without thinking about it, without you having to do no work. You ain't shit. I know. I know. I know you, Mark. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Insane. Um, okay. Um, next question comes from Rich. Hey, cute Rich. Q Rich sent a question and he says, I'm not sure if you are following along with the latest on Colin Kaepernick, but I would love to know your thoughts on him, his stance and the NFL. This is what I feel about uh, Kaepernick. I, I think um, he is noble in, in his stance and what he's done. And I, I fully support um, his his uh, diligence and, and, you know, him throwing himself on 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 a grenade you know and really you know standing his ground i really really appreciate that and i think it's great and i support him in everything that he's he's trying to do um at this point man like the nfl really could like kick rocks they can kiss my entire black ass i don't really i don't watch football and really like it anyway but um i do recognize what the nfl is like what they kind of stand for and like you know what they what they push and i, I don't really just i just don't agree with that type of shit um so honestly, what I think Kaepernick should do, I don't think he needs to play football. I know he's out here right now. Um, and the last thing I saw, I think I saw it today, it said something to the effect of that like two teams were possibly interested or whatever. But I'm like, if you're going to go back into the NFL and possibly run back into the same problems and the same politics and having to abide by the same rules, like why do that? I feel like Colin um, has this platform and he has this opportunity to, to do something else. And I think he should do something else. And I think he would be able to do that something else and have his full voice. And I think that's what's really more important than him playing football right now so um i think he's honestly like i feel like if he had like a good team behind him good publicist good um good manager they would talk to him and be like yo like these are the other avenues you can use you know with with your name being what it is now that could make you the same or maybe even more money than you were making playing football putting your body on the line putting your your future health at risk you can do this you know stay safe have your voice uncensored and affect change in a bigger way. So that's how I feel about that when it comes to Kaepernick. I think he, I think I support him, but I think he should do something else at this point and stop necessarily entertaining the conversation of going back into a system that is obviously and obviously has tried to oppress and blackball him. I don't think it's, I don't know how he could go back into playing football and feel safe. You know what I'm saying? I hope you get what I'm saying. Hope I answered your question. Next question comes from Jonathan. When's the last time you spoke with your father? How did that conversation go? That is really, that is a great question. Um, so back in June, 
I went up to New York, where I'm from, to uh, visit. Uh, I, I went up there to do some work um, for, for the podcast um, and, you know, just visit with friends and family and stuff like that. And when I went up there, I had a very intentional um, conversation with my father who I had not spoken to in like years, my biological father. Um, and, you know, pulled him aside at this this uh, barbecue that was going down. I'm like, yo, let's, let's go have a conversation. And we did that. And, um, you know, he, for the first time, he owned up to a lot of shit. He didn't make excuses. Um, and he seemed super genuine. Now, I want to be clear. I've never been upset or mad at my at my biological father ever. I've never been mad at him, you know. Um, and it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's just been what it is, you know. Um, but I felt like we needed to have a conversation man to man. So we did that. And, um... He made, you know, he, he told me, he was like, yeah, I'm going to be more consistent. I'm going to, you know, get to know you, whatever the case is. And I said to him, I'm like, yo, man, that's not what this conversation was for. I don't need that. You know, like I'm, I'm 30, 34 at this point. I don't need, you know, you to do anything for me. I'm doing all right. You know, but I was like, hey, man, if that's something you feel like you want to do or you want to commit to, I just want, want to be very clear that, you know, um, I'm big on people keeping their words. So if you say you're going to do that, you got to do that. And if you don't, then this may truly be the end of our relationship because I can't let people come, you know, keep coming in and out of my life. That's that's a violation. So I said that to him. You know, he was like, cool, no worries. And boom, we left it there. Right. So um, it started, you know, he, he, he'd been calling, you know, sending text messages here and there. Um, and that was in June. And here we are in November. And last week, he and I had a phone conversation. We talked for about 15, 20 minutes. And it was the best conversation I've ever had with him in my entire life. We laughed. We joked. We we got to know each other in a different way. It was, it was really quite interesting. So um, I would say to people, you know, giving people grace is really important. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, yo, my parents had me. My mother was 15. My dad was like 17, 18 years old. They didn't know anything. Like, they were super, super young, you know. And then I'm thinking to myself, my father probably, even though I didn't really, you know, verbalize it until I was 24, you know, people, you know your kid, you know. So he probably knew, like, yo, my, I think, I think my, I think my firstborn and my and my my first son is gay. Like I don't know how to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is you gotta think this is like the eighties and the early nineties and like so this this type of conversation wasn't being had. The type of freedom that a lot of the younger gays have now and then that I have now as well. We didn't have that back then. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of taboo you know, around homosexuality. So these, these are things that I thought about. I'm like, I gotta give that man grace. You know, he was trying to figure it out, you know, he didn't he you know he didn't execute as well as he probably wanted to you know and then you know the years go by and things pile up and then you have other children and other complications and it's just is one of those things you know I didn't take it personally so I'm like let me let me give him grace and I'm glad I did you know um even if that's the the last conversation we have it was it was a great fucking conversation so um that's the last time I spoke with him yeah it was it was good it was really really good for sure all right another question from Jonathan says you spent three weeks on a christianity series earlier this year i did um you heard from people with various perspectives did any of them influence how you perceive your relationship with god or interact with your faith um honestly no like not really i got some some deeper insight um but you know my relationship with with christ is is my own and it is extremely personal and it's not like anybody else's. And that's kind of like what the, the whole point of having a personal relationship with Christ is supposed to be. You're not supposed, it's not supposed to look like anybody else's. And although I can learn 
of I can get a deeper understanding of Christ's love by listening to other people's experiences with him and listen to the way that other people's relationships are, stru- are structured with him. Um, it's not something that's going to influence or change the way that I experience God or the way that I um I interact with him because our way is our own and it works for us. You know, like, so even like, for instance, today, like I, I, you know, it's been, it's been a rough, again, I'm in a rough season. So I, in my prayers today, it was very blunt. It was very open. I was like, okay, what the fuck is going on here, bro? This is some bullshit. Like I'm not with the shits. Like this is how I pray, you know? And, and, and I can't expect other people to understand that, but guess what? He hears me. He listens to me. He responds to me. He continues to bless me. He continues, you know? So, so I learned a lot, you know, in that series and it was great. And I had a lot of great feedback from it, but at the same time, it didn't change like my views or anything or how I deal with them. Not at all. Next question comes from Stephanie again. Um, and it says, how was the experience of getting your pictures taken for, how was the experience of getting your pictures taken for a magazine? Listen, and I actually forgot to mention this at the top of the show, bitch. I'm so, listen, listen, I shot, <laughs> look, ho, if I don't do shit else with this show, if nothing else fucking happens, bitch, I have a magazine cover. Shouts out to Snubbed Magazine um, for asking me to be a part of their freshman class, the freshman class issue. Um, super humbled, super just appreciative of the entire experience getting my that it was it was dope like I walked in uh did not know what to expect it was my first professional photo shoot it was my first um magazine shoot and I'm sharing the cover with five other people I didn't know really what to expect you know so I got there and I'm like you know the other my 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 co-stars could come in here you know they could be like big names they could feel a certain kind of way they could you know whatever the case is um but it was so great man I got there and just the, the energy in the room was really awesome. It was really interesting because we all shared like this one really big like dressing room area. And for like the first look, we all like, you know, we would like take turns going into the bathroom to change our clothes and stuff like that. We came back for the second look. We was like, child, fuck it. We was just in the changing in front of each other. Like it was just a, a really great atmosphere. Um carrying one of the guys on my back like it it was it was really fun man like we we encouraged each other we bigged each other up you know um the the vibe on set was really nice it was no drama there was no beef it was just a good time you know um and I think that kind of shows through in the images if you guys haven't seen uh the magazine cover um go to my social media you'll see this all over the place um it was it was just a really great experience I'm looking forward to when the issue actually comes out and we can see everything together um excuse me and everything just launches it was it was a wonderful wonderful experience and it was just I was sitting there I'm like yo like I'm here you know being recognized for my work on my podcast and my music and it's just like yo I, I started this podcast almost two years ago just to have something to do to like take my mind off the negativity I was going through and like it's just blessed me in so many ways you know and I'm like I'm here doing a magazine shoot bitch like what like there are people who do podcasts forever and like don't get more than like, you know, 50 listens an episode and I'm sitting here and it's growing and it's changing and it's evolving. And I'm just appreciative. You know, I, I was just in a, a, a big state of gratitude um, that entire day. So, um, yeah, shout out to everybody involved with that for sure. Next question comes from Johnny. Hey, John. Johnny's been on the show before. He's um he was back in season one. Um 
he was on two episodes. He's my my very first boyfriend. Um, he and I are really, really great friends to this day. Um, you know, nothing crazy, just total friends. Um, he sent, sent a couple questions. And his first question was, currently the Grammy nominations were announced and there is much confusion. Lizzo being categorized, categorized as a pop artist, Beyonce, Homecoming being snubbed, Cardi B, will she win again, etc. How do you feel about all this? To be honest with you, like I honestly ain't thinking shit about this. I really, <laughs> I know that sounds fucking crazy, but I really don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> actually, that this reminds me. Um, I try to give at least one episode per season to just like pure entertainment, talking about that sort of stuff, and I have to get that done before this year is out. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't care. It's not that important to me. It doesn't like make my world go round. It doesn't like. It doesn't affect anything that has to do with my life. Um, so I don't really think about it. What I will say, though, is that um, unpopular opinion. I've kind of talked about this on the show once before. Not really into Lizzo like that. Not saying she's not talented because she is. She's she's an extremely talented and gifted artist. Um, it just doesn't click with me. So all the Grammy nominations, as I'm happy for her and like, you know, do your thing, sis, because you are actually talented in a sea of artists now who are not very talented. She deserves her nominations. I just don't. I just don't see it. I don't care. Like, it's just one of those things. Um, so that's how I feel about that. Sorry if I was being a douchebag, but kind of how I feel. Um, <laughs> next question comes from Dimitri. He says, which do you like better, a fat ass or a big dick? <laughs> of course he would ask this. Uh, honestly, like I would probably go with, with a fat ass. And I say this because like dick size, like truly and honestly does not fucking matter to me. Um, you could be. Actually, I prefer you to be a little bit like more on the average to smaller side, um, especially if I'm going to be in a relationship with you and we're like, you know, having consistent sex. Listen, I don't want to be impaled by a fucking 19 inch cock <laughs> for the rest of my life. That is too much. An asshole is functional. OK, it has it has a function and I don't need you disrupting that function. All right. <laughs> I really don't. So I don't need I'm not a size queen. Don't care about that. But I do really like a nice round like ass i do like that a nice shapely situation um I, yeah yeah I, pro I probably would go with the ass for that i mean although a pretty dick will, will get you far with me i, li I like a, ni a nice looking penis yeah this is this is fucking insane <laughs> and the fact that i'm sitting here doing this by myself this is fucking wild to me right now y'all y'all i hope y'all liking this i really really do um Next question comes from Johnny again. Um, how do you feel about ghosting someone after an initial date and you realize they are not what you're looking for? See, after like a first date situation, if we just kind of like taper off a conversation or whatever, I don't think that is ghosting necessarily because, you know, we just went on one date, whatever cases. But I feel like if you've been talking to somebody like fairly consistently, excuse me, actually going on dates, plural, and you ghost, I think that shit is super whack. Like, I think it's, I think it's a chump move. I think, you know, especially we've been hanging out, we've been vibing for a while. I think the least I can do is just be like, yo, man, like, this is how I'm feeling. I don't think it's really working, you know, and then give that person that opportunity because the, the person's kind of confused. They look like, what the fuck? Like, I think that's super whack. Um, yeah, so ghosting is for pussies, honestly, <laughs> in my opinion. Next question comes from... 
the Instagram's um, screen name, Sagittarius underscore incorporated. One of my like day one supporters, day one followers. Hey, boo. (laughs) I appreciate you. His question says, so lately in the news, I'm sure you've seen people dragging Summer Walker for her dislike of people and social anxiety. Can you weigh in on how you feel about people not taking the concept and construct of anxiety seriously? And can you express your opinion about people judging her past and trying to align that with her lying about her anxiety? Um, The second part of the question, I don't honestly don't know anything about her past or how people are judging her about her past. I can't really speak on that. But um, the part about um, her having social anxiety and people like not taking it seriously. I think it's really interesting. Like, um, I, I totally get it, sis. I get it. Like there are times when like leaving this apartment to go and people (laughs) is fucking nerve wracking, you know? So I totally get that. And like, I can't imagine like the anxiety that I deal with and then, you know, having to, you know, get up on on stage and perform in front of, you know, 50,000 people or like go up on stage and accept an award and an award show that millions of people are watching, that type of stuff, it weighs on you. You know, when, because sometimes even like in the middle of anxiety, you could just be in a room with people who aren't even doing or saying anything, but the room is still very loud. You know, like their energies, the sights, the sounds, the smells, all of it can be kind of debilitating if in your own mind, your own head, you're already like on 10, you know, so I, I empathize with her, man. Like, you know, it's it's interesting, like, you know, and speaking as a person who's an introvert, but I'm doing, you know, extroverted work, it is draining and it's a lot. And as a musician, as a music artist, like you don't really have a whole lot of time to just like recharge when you need to or just like be away from the world when you need to be. You know, so my heart goes out to her for sure. Like I think um, instead of, you know ridiculing her whatever the case is like again give people grace man like send her some love like you know shoot her a dm be like yo girl like i get it love you like whatever the case is like you gotta understand many celebrities they're people too they are people as well and they have this pressure on them to always be perfect always be on and especially now in this cancel culture you can't even say shit you know without you know you can't make a mistake you can't do anything you have to be fucking flawless you know so i can't imagine what she's dealing with you know um so shouts out to to summer man like you know sending her mad like vibes and positivity you know for what she has to deal with for sure um next question comes from eli um, Eli, hey Eli, Eli is actually um, one of the people I shared this snubbed magazine cover with. So Eli Liberty, his fine self, he's so cute. Um, his question, one of his questions is, who is my celebrity crush? Um, <laughs> this is an impossible question because I have so many celebrity quest- crushes. Like you got Ryan Reynolds. I think Ryan Reynolds is very sexy. I think Columbus Short is sexy, even though he's got some issues going on. <laughs> um, who else? I mean, shit. Um, I think Boris Kojo is fine. I said Will Smith is my original. He is probably like my original celebrity crush. I have always thought he Will was very, very attractive, very charming. Um, and the older he gets, the more sexy he gets to me. Um, even seeing him like with his with his family, his wife, it's just it's just something about the way that he the way that he is that I, I find to be super attractive. So, um, but I would say my probably my biggest celebrity crush. It hasn't changed, and like you know, I'm probably gonna get people like 
ragging on me because of this but like Jesse Smollett is is I think he's beautiful man like I, I don't know like he's he's very attractive to me he's very charming very alluring um pretty well balanced you know um a lot of people after what happened with him earlier this year like they just threw him away I never I've never changed my stance on it you know I think you know there's a lot of shit that went on um maybe even the, there may be even some dishonesty on both sides but I'm not what I'm not about to do is sit up here and trust Chicago PD I think I think it's some sketchy shit going on with that so um I will always until the day he comes out and says yo I made the shit up or you know there's unequivocal evidence showing that he made it up listen man Jesse I'm still down what's up you know um I, I'm still I still take you on a date it's on me don't worry about it like I got you I just want to sit down with him get to know him uh talk to him smile at him a little bit you know flirt with him all that stuff I think I think Jesse's fly um and I think you know again because of cancel culture we get real it's real easy for us to just be like oh fuck that person they never existed you know but I'm not that way man even even if it comes out that he you know that that it was all hoax and he lied like at the same time it's like yo like don't we all lie don't we all like haven't we all been dishonest at a point and you know we just happen to maybe get away with it you know or whatever grace man showing people grace but anyway outside of that Jesse you are gorgeous man he's beautiful and I would I would love to take him out on a date I think he's definitely one of if not my biggest celebrity crush I think he's fire for sure next question comes from julian out of texas hey julian uh man julian is another one who's been supporting me from day one i think he's i think he's so cool thank you so much uh julian's question one of them is um what is your most memorable christmas or birthday gift or both so um this might sound like super depressing, but um, I've honestly never really had a Christmas, you know, like I've only I've only had one Christmas, really. Um, I think I was like maybe like six or seven or something like that. And we had like a whole tree and like the gifts under the tree it was a whole thing. I remember it because I, I was still young enough to still believe in Santa. So um, even though I lived in the projects in Red Hook and I'm like, we do not have a fucking chimney. Is he like fucking climbing through like the, the, the bars on the window or some shit? Like it, it was really weird. <laughs> But um, no, that was really the only Christmas that I have I had. So it'll have to be a birthday gift for me. Um, hmm, let me let me think back really quickly because I had a, a couple cool ones. Um, I probably say two two birthday gifts that were really cool and significant. The first one uh, for my thirteenth uh, birthday, my aunt reached out to me and she asked me. She was like, "Yo, what do you want for your birthday?" Um, and I remember at the time, uh, you know, like. I wasn't old enough to work yet and like you know you know my parents did the best they could but we didn't really have a whole lot of like money like that so I remember um not being able to get a haircut every week and my haircut as most people who know me know the way my hair is laid is a direct correlation to my confidence <laughs> so um I was like, get me some clippers, get me some clippers. So she she got me some clippers. She sent them to me. I had never cut hair before in my life. Um, and I was just I, I got bold and I went into the bathroom and I just I cut my hair myself. And the first time I cut my hair by myself, um, it was it took me about two hours and 45 minutes to cut my hair. <laughs> but. That shit was crisp, bitch. It was on point, ho. Okay. Listen, I, I laid my edges and it was great. I've never had, um, you know, since then, I've never fucked my hair up, you know, knock on wood. 
but yeah, so that was a really significant birthday gift for me. I've still been cutting my hair to this day. I, I took like a couple years off because I t- got tired of cutting my hair. But um, it's been like a year, year and a half that I've been cutting my own hair again. And um, my brother, who's actually um, a barber and has his own shop, shouts out to Icon Cuts. Um, he... He even tells me, he's like, yo, like you need to, you need to cut hair. Like, you know, like he, he's looked at my, my fades and stuff and he's like, yo, this shit is on point. And if it wasn't, he would definitely tell me. So, um, shout out to, shout out to my aunt for hooking me up with clippers for my 13th birthday. Changed my life for sure. The other one I would probably say was a really, really sweet, um, and thoughtful birthday gift. It was my 29th birthday and a guy I was seeing at the time, his name is Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. Hey, Kev. Um, he... I was in Atlanta, you know, for that birthday, kicking it with him. And um, he had purchased tickets to the Lion King uh, stage show, like the one they have on Broadway, but they were traveling and it was in Atlanta and um, went to go see that show. And it was insanely life changing. It was a beautiful spectacle of a show. It was it was totally incredible. But to me, like what hit me the most is just the fact that he he the thought behind it, you know, what I'm saying And then we get back to his um, get back to his house. And he had had his roommate, um, like I walked into his bedroom, he had his roommate, like, you know, set up a, a cute little birthday situation for me. They had like, you know, had a little gift for me, had like a bag, balloons. It was really, really sweet. So um, that is that is a birthday gift. That was that was a good one for me. Yeah. Next question also comes from Julian. You. <laughs> the question says, <laughs> What would you do if your son was at home crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and the only way they feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money? <laughs> oh, Julia, you ain't shit. Um, shouts out to City High. <laughs> That's fucking funny. I'm not answering that shit. That's dumb. <laughs> Next question comes from Vaughn. Vaughn wants to know how I feel about the presidential impeachment hearings this is how i feel about that shit honestly man like we shouldn't have even gotten to this point like here we go he's almost at the end of his fucking term you know he's been wreaking havoc on on america um for the past three over three years and now you want to start this pro it's just it's just annoying the fact that i have i've had to look at his goddamn face for all these years and hear the stupid shit that he says he's an embarrassment to America. I have friends who live internationally and they are like, you have to be embarrassed. I'm like, I totally am embarrassed to say that this is my goddamn president. What, what? <sighs> I appreciate the, you know, the, the, the hearings, however, you know, we, you know, better late than never, I suppose, girl. Um, and hopefully if nothing else, this will prevent him from getting a chance to run for a second term. Um, it's just, a del- you know, I'm not going to get too much into this. I'm already in like a bad head space. This is going to make it worse. I think the, <laughs> I think the hearings are necessary. I'm cool with it. I just think it is much too late. And I think it's some bullshit that he's my president in the first place, moving the black ass fuck on. <laughs> What's the last thing you read? I read a bitch. A bitch is the last thing. <laughs> nah, jokes. This is a question comes from Stephanie. She wants to know what the last thing was that I read. Um, I'm assuming she means book wise. The last book that I read was um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And especially in the season I'm in right now, I think I need to revisit that book. Really, really, really love that book. Um, if you haven't read it, I would definitely um, recommend it for sure. 
Next question also comes from Stephanie. She said, what was your first love like and how did you meet? Um, my first love was Johnny. Um, talked about him a little bit earlier in the show. Um, we actually met on MySpace. This was back in 2009. And I was um, freshly, maybe like six months to a year out of my, my group that I was in. And I was, you know, <clears throat> solo artist now, figuring that shit out. Um, so I was like figuring out my sound. So I had like a MySpace music page. You know, I was like super official, bitch. Couldn't tell me shit. Um, and he hit me up on on MySpace. He was like, yo, like your music is really cool. Um, and I was like, oh, thanks. So I was really about my music at that point. So I was really pushing that. And he um, he asked, you know, he was he was hitting on me. And I, I was like, yo, not really interested. Like, I'm not into guys like, you know, that whole shit. Right. <laughs> um, but then he just kept talking. We kept talking as friends. And I just I found myself like just being like, fuck it. You know, like I, I like him. You know, I like talking to him. Like he's a really cool guy. I think, you know, I didn't really know what it felt like to be in love at that point, but I definitely recognized that I was falling in love with him. And then, um, it was about three months of like talking on the phone and like texting and stuff. And he came to visit, um, in, uh, September of 2009. I was living in Florence, South Carolina at the time. And he came out to visit and, um, like, you know, I, I, I knew, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm in love with this kid, man. Like, and, and the feeling was mutual. And um, he was my first everything, pretty, well, not everything, but he was the first of a lot of things. He's, you know, first guy I was in love with, first, first relationship, um, you know, first time having sex. I was 24, like, uh, it was just, it, it, yeah, it was it was a beautiful little, little love story we had. You know what I'm saying? It, it was cute. Um, but he was persistent, man. Like, I told him, I, I was like... You know, if it wasn't for him, we never really would have got together because I was I wasn't even like thinking about that. I was really still wrestling with my sexuality and I was coming to the tail end of that and trying to like really just be comfortable who I, who I was. So I, I credit him with a lot of that um, of all three of my boyfriends, I will admit and I will say he probably got the worst of me, you know, because I was I was confused and angry and figuring it out and I didn't really love myself yet, you know. Um, so he, he got the worst of me. Um, so shouts out to him for, you know, hanging in there and, and helping to make me a better person. Next question comes from Instagram. Um, actually one of my, one of my, you probably, I'd probably say he's definitely an Insta, Instagram crush for sure. Um, his name is Arsenio. Arsenio's question is, what are your thoughts on today's society? This is a pretty broad question. Um, so I can only give a, a broad answer. And so broadly stroking over this question, I would, I would say that, um, I think that society is, is for the most part trash, <laughs> like in so many ways, there's so many things wrong with our society. Um, and the thing is like, there are so many solutions to a lot of these problems that we have, but we are so indoctrinated with the, the way that things are quote unquote supposed to go or with our own plans or we're, or we're like super arrogant and we don't want our utopia disturbed. We don't want our, you know, our lives having to be shifted or having to make adjustments so that for the betterment of society. So um, we just let things be what they are. And things currently, in my opinion, are for the most part pretty shitty. Like there's no way that this, you know, this universe has, has, has existed as long as it has. And there should still be racism and classism and misogyny and sexism and homophobia. Like what? Girl, like, <laughs> come the fuck on. Half of this stuff could like easily 
be remedied with just being fucking nice that and that's the thing like that's why like i always like sign off on the show saying you know make somebody smile today remember be nice asshole like just being nice like will really get rid of a lot of the shit and putting yourself in the shoes of other people being empathetic you know giving people grace and thinking about you know how your actions affect other people but that's not what we're going to do and i feel like it's we're getting worse because of like the whole social media age and everything and it's teaching us to be narcissistic and it's teaching us to you know not really think about what we say and consider the words that we use um if you just look go go to the shade room look under the comments you'll see the most reckless shit you know that people say to each other that they would never say to each other's face you know so I, I think society is declining um and if we don't catch it i think in the next generation or two we're gonna have some really really serious problems so that is my really bright and sunny and positive view on <laughs> society Next question comes from Dimitri. Dimitri, <laughs> he's so silly. What do you find most attractive about Dimitri? <laughs> Dimitri, I think you're a cute boy. Um, you've got a great set of lips on you, man. Like a really, really nice set of lips. I know you got a, it has to be a fantastic kisser. Um, you got a nice ass. Dimitri's legs are everything. Um, he's so juicy and like the, the legs are just, I love seeing him in a pair of shorts um yeah you're a cute boy you know in another life in another life dimitri for sure <laughs> next question comes from jonathan his question reads how far do you want your music to take you this, this is this is interesting because like as you guys know um and if you don't know go back and listen to the episode titled the chase cassidy episode um music was my was my first love you know and it's still something that i love dearly to this day i mean think about it. i have a segment called bop of the week where i just you know just dedicate a few minutes to music um on every episode um it's interesting it's transitioned a little bit for me um i'm, I'm 34 you know and I'm a rapper who sings sometimes, um, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, that, I feel like that that ship may have sailed in a way, um, and so the music that, you know, even like me putting on my album two years ago, at that point I was 32, I'm like, I'm just I'm just doing it because it's it's the culmination of all the work I've done in the past 10 years, and I, and I really just want to execute this, and I love music, and I just want to do it because I love it, you know, so I'm kind of at that point with it right now. I'm not sure if it's going to take me super far um, or if honestly, if people even give a fuck about it. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. I could, you know, put out a project and one of the songs just really takes off and it could be a huge thing for me. I don't know, but um, I don't pursue it the way that I used to, you know, when I was in my early 20s. And even honestly, even when I got started, um, it was a little late. I started like doing this. God, how old was I? I was I was 21, 22. Most people, if you're really going after music, you, you start doing that when you're a teenager. I didn't know that I had musical talent until I was about 20. So it took me a little bit longer to figure it out. And then like at that point, I was in a group and that didn't work out. And then I had to figure out my own sound. And I was like, oh, I'm a better rapper than I'm a singer. So I had to, there were a lot of pivot points that took a lot of time. And so at this point, um, I just do it because I love it. And if it takes me super far, great. If not, that's perfectly fine as well. Next question also comes from Jonathan. Jonathan, I really like your questions, man, uh, a lot. Um, they really making me think a little bit. This one um, says at, at one point, 
will you be at one point will you be ready to leave behind your day job to solely pursue your passions um absolutely um but it just it just has to make sense you know what i'm saying like here's the thing for me i'm very fortunate in the fact that um i love what i do now on the show i don't i never discuss where i work i i don't even talk about what it is that i do professionally but i have i have i have a good career and i love my job i love the company i work for and I love the people that I do my work with, you know, so I am I'm good on that front. Um, so I'm in no rush, necessarily clamoring to, to get out of my my nine to five. I enjoy my nine to five. Now, with that said, um, you know, if I can do both, if I can be super successful in my nine to five and be super successful in this podcasting thing or this music thing, that would be fucking fantastic to have two really strong incomes coming in i love that have one guaranteed check and then have another one that is just you know a check that you know i don't it is i'm doing what i love that's awesome you know so i'm if i could do both and as long as i can do both i will but i also um recognize the freedom and the joy and the peace that comes along with you know working on your passions and building your business and building your empire every day. So that is a really good problem to have. I was actually just talking to Rich yesterday and I'm like, you know, 2020 is my year manifestation and I'm looking forward to the day where I have the problem where I have to sit down and say, okay, can I do both anymore? Do I need to quit my job? You know, that, that would be great. You know, um, but again, it's not because I hate my job and I don't want to do it. I, I want to be there, you know, so it'll be something that I wrestle with and it'll be something that I will try to find a way to do both for as long as I possibly can. Um, so I'm kind of working like a dual track right now, like I'm, I'm you know, working really hard in my nine to five, but I'm also really busting my ass for this podcast, you know, so whichever one hits first, hits the loudest, hits the hardest. That's who I'm rolling with. You know what I'm saying? So if it's the podcast situation, absolutely. Let's let's get this bag home. But if it's my nine to five, like that is cool, too. I love my job. I love what I do. And um, I feel super blessed to, to have that. So, um, yeah. Next question comes from the good lady Mills. Uh huh. Mills has some nasty questions because she's a slut. <laughs> His question is: Would you participate or explore BDSM? Um. Yeah, I would, but it would it would have to. We would have. We would definitely. The first thing we're doing is we are, um, we're procuring a safe word, huh? That's the first first thing we're gonna do. A strong safe word. Um, I would do it within reason. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't need to be like, you know, beat up or like just, I you know a, a nice little a, a good little choke. I don't mind being restrained a little bit. I don't mind restraining. Um, I don't mind you know giving up control in that way. Um, yeah, I could I could I could do it. I would explore it very very slowly and very, like step by step so that when i find my boundary and i find my line i can say okay that's enough of that we're not going any further than this you know you got to do that slowly um but it will also have to be with somebody you know like my my husband hopefully and and honestly like let's not start with that you gotta we gotta save some shit okay let's let's save the bdsm for when we are in like you know year 20 year 25 and we're just tired of seeing each other's ass and dick all the time like you know then we could like you know try some new shit and have a little fun but i don't want to start with that because it takes the um it takes the excitement away so um but yeah i would be open to it you know it's not much that i wouldn't be open to but i, I would give it a try at least you know what i'm saying 
Next question, we're going back to Johnny. Johnny says, when is the last time you felt like a failure and what did you do to overcome those feelings? To be honest with you, I, I felt like a failure today, like a few hours ago, you know, sitting there and like had to have that shit happen to lose all that amazing content like that. Like the thing is like, you know, th this is this is my business and it, and it is an actual like legitimate business, like it's registered, like it's a whole thing. Right. So um, I, I am I am the boss. I am the employee. I am the everything for this show. So when something breaks down, something doesn't work, I take it super personally because I'm passionate about what I do. This show is very important to me. Um, I love what I'm doing here with this work. So um, I felt like a failure in the moment where like I lost all that content didn't know why it happened, don't know how it happened, and don't know how to recover it. Um, how did I overcome that? To be honest with you, like, I just, when things like that happen in my life, again, I'm, I'm, I'm resilient, you know, and I'm resourceful. One thing I know how to do is survive. I know how to make shit work. You know, growing up in Brooklyn, growing up in Red Hook in the hood, and like not having things that I may have wanted or needed, whatever, I, I, I was trained, I've been taught how to survive, how to pivot, how to make shit work. So that's how I how I deal with failure. Like, you know, I fuck up and I'm like, all right, I fucked up, something went wrong. How do I make this work? How do I turn it and pivot it and make it and continue to keep it to be something positive? So that's 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 how I how I deal with that. But I uh, today, like it definitely felt like a failure. And again, like I sat there and I was pissed and I was hurt for like an hour, two hours. And I was like, okay, now how do we fix this? How do we move on? How do we, you know, work this out? So that's that's where I'm at with it um, when it comes to failure. Like, it, it's going to happen. I'm going to fuck up, you know, like, and I can be kind of hard on myself about that. I'm not very nice to myself and I'm working on that, you know, but pivot. We got to make it work. And then after everything is finished, after we've created a different moment, after we have, you know, made something positive out of this, then we can go back and actually deal with the fact that, God damn, I can't believe that fucking shit happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's kind of how I deal with that for sure. For sure. Next question also comes from Dimitri. We're back. His question is, are you shaved? <laughs> the answer is yes. I'm a big believer in manscaping, ho. You know, you got the you got to clean that thing up. Who wants to like suck a dick? That's like full of hair. Who want listen, and I want you to want to suck my dick. I want you to want to do that. I want you to want to eat my ass. And that's not gonna happen if I am not properly shaved and manscaped. So absolutely, I shave my, my armpits, I trim my um my dick hair very low. Um it's not bald quite, but it may as well be in that sense. Um uh, the ass that gets nared. Uh, I used to like shave my entire body, like arms, legs, everything. Cause I'm very naturally, very hairy person and my hair over time will begin to, um, uh, irritate my skin. So, um, now I don't do that like all the time. Now I used to like shave my legs like every day. Um, now I just like, you know, maybe every few weeks when it's getting a little too much and shit's starting to itch, I'll like, you know, trim it down or whatever the case is. But yeah, I'm a shaver for sure. I think it's good. Like hygiene, I think hair holds older. So like, you know, and I'm a sweater as well. So I can't be having this hair on me and be sweating and just like, I'm really big on my hygiene. I got to smell good, you know, so, so fuck that shit. So yeah, I definitely shave for sure. Next question also comes from Dimitri. How long? Um, no, not that one. He said, um, are you still going to therapy? And why? Um, I am not. Um, I have I've had one, two, three different therapists that I've tried over three different points in my life. 
And I just don't think that traditional therapy is effective for me. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's not effective for other people. I just don't think it's effective for me. Um, every time I've gone to therapy with these three different three different people, and one of them I went to three, two or three sessions with her, and um, pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm told that you know, oh, you're, you're extremely self aware. You're very well adjusted. Um, you recognize what your deficiencies and your problems are and you have solutions for them, you know, so it's just about execution in a sense. That's pretty much the consensus of what all three of my therapists have said. And I'm like, hence, like, however, I'm still here, bitch. Like, so obviously I don't have it all together. You know, I'm, I've had in the past couple months i've had two anxiety attacks i'm not doing well something is off here so um, i just don't think that that is the right avenue for me however um i think my therapy for me comes in doing this show um it comes in having like i had a conversation with jita today she and i sat down and we talked and she walked me through some things you know sharing some of her her experiences and, and what she thinks and it was helpful you know what i'm saying so i just i don't think sitting down with a stranger somebody i don't know and like spilling my guts, it, it doesn't work for me. I get very, uh, I lose my words. I get very defensive. I don't know like what to say. I don't know how to express my feelings. I don't know how to, you know, put my emotions into words. And that's just not something that is a problem for me. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just don't think it's effective for me. And that's why I haven't gone back to therapy. Am I closed off to it? No, I'm not. I just need to find the right, the right person. You know what I'm saying? I hope that makes sense. Question comes from my mother. Hey, girl. <laughs> my mother asked me, she says, what are you most afraid of and why? So this question makes me nervous to answer. I'm going to try to get through this without being emotional. Um, and I'm going to actually speak directly to you in answering this question. Um, what I'm most afraid of is dying before you. That is that is my my what I'm most afraid of. Um, close second would be um, passing away before getting to really experience um, true, full love. You know, dying alone pretty much. Um, but my biggest one is definitely like leaving this earth before you. Um, and that was something that I, that that was um, always a big trigger for me. Um, when I was going through everything with the aneurysm and the brain surgery, and even subsequently now. You know, um, I just, it was always, you and I are very close, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and it's only the two of us. I mean, you know, stepdad's there and everything, but it, it's, it's the two of us, you know? And so I'm your only kid and I understand how close we are. So I always made a prayer that the natural order of things would happen and you would leave first. Would that be devastating to me? Absolutely. Would it be life-changing? Yep. Would it be hard? Yeah. Would I be down for a long time? Absolutely. However, that is the way that it's supposed to go. I feel like um, I would be able as best I could to continue to function and continue to live and you know honor your legacy and things like that um, if you left first. I feel like if I went that it would destroy you and that is a guilt that I don't want to carry. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something that, you know, it's 
it's a big reason why um, after everything that happened to me, why I got up. It's a big reason why I continued to get up every day and, and do what I needed to do and to encourage myself. Because I'm like, I'm not going to do this to her. I cannot do this to her. You know what I'm saying? So that is that is my biggest fear is, is leaving this earth before you. And the thing about it is, is that like because you and I are so close in age, you know, um, one of two things is going to happen. We'll either get to be with each other for a very, very long time. And, or, you know, one of us will leave here um, and the other has, has, has a long life ahead of them without the other. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that um, that we get to have that long time together. And I'm hoping that, um, that the natural order of things happens, you know, um, although it would be devastating to me. That's that's where I'm at with that. Girl, you 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 really trying to get me to get me messed up in here today, huh? <laughs> but the devil's a liar, huh? Not having it. <laughs> um, Jonathan's next question says, "Do you ever feel that your passion for your music and passion for your show conflict? If you had to choose one to pursue exclusively, which would you pick and why?" Um, I actually don't think that they conflict. I actually think that they um. If I do it right, they can work together. You know, um, I could use the show to promote my music. And then I could also, um, you know, when I'm doing live shows and things like that, I could, you know, give you a little mini concert, but then also come out and give you good content on a live show as well. So I think I think it could work well. Uh, the music could become more of like a passive income situation where like I have music out there, you know, for you to stream, for you to download, listen to whatever the case is. And that's passive income. I think they can work hand in hand. Um, but if I had to choose one, um, I, I would probably say that I would uh, choose the podcast. And the reason why is because I think it has a more direct and a more loud impact um, than the music. The music is very personal. The music is very much all about me. The music is very much, you know, me expressing my emotions in, in that way. But the podcast, I feel like it reaches more people. I think it's more about other people than it is me. And I think that it having these difficult conversations that nobody else is having. That's one thing that's really unique about this show. We have conversations that other people are afraid to have. You know, we, it's honest and it's real and it cuts right down like through all the bullshit, you know, I, I would choose the podcast because I think it's, um, it's just, it's fulfilling. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's constant. It, it, you get a, you get a show every week with music. Like I can put out a project and music like, you know, but it, it'll be, you know, a, a minute before I can give you, give you something new, you know? So you still chewing on that same message when all this other stuff is, I think, yeah, it's, it's the podcast for me for sure. But I don't think they, they conflict at all. I think, I think they can work together super well if I allow it to. <laughs> Jonathan's next question says, when is Lady Mills going to finally become your ho your co-host? <laughs> so this is a call back to like season one. Um, Mills was the MVP for season one for sure. Um, he was on like so many episodes and we, had, you know, he, you guys know he and I like, you know, we have a great chemistry together when we're talking and just like a good friendship and it translates super well. And for a while I was entertaining the idea of bringing him on to be my co-host. But at this point, the, 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 the boat has been been moving for a while, you know, and it's um, I like the way that it's set up. I like having you know, three other people come in every episode and have these conversations. And, and I, I like it the way that it is. Um, so unfortunately, I will not be hiring a co-host, not even the good 
Lady Mills. <laughs> okay, the next question comes from Desiree from LA. What's up, Desiree from LA and your fine ass? Hey, girl. <laughs> question. It says relationships, semicolon. <laughs> You're dating someone for about three months. You've noticed that they speak of one friend, Taylor, frequently, but you've never met them. When you mention it to your boo, you found out that Taylor is actually their ex. Bay and Taylor meet every week for brunch and have continued their friendship post their five-year relationship. Ooh. What's your reaction to this situation? Does Taylor stay or go? If Taylor stays, are there rules? If Bay says Taylor ain't going nowhere, after you demand the end of the friendship, what are you doing? This is a fantastic question and it's very layered. This is how I feel about this. I have a friend who is my ex. We were together for a year. Um, my first love, you know, and we, but we are 1000% platonic friends now. We have been since we've broken up, right? So, I understand that sometimes, you know, being in a relationship with someone, you may not work as a couple, but you work as really good friends. And that person knows you in, in a way that that others don't. So if that's the case and I meet someone and he's like, yo, I have an ex. We are we are just friends and they actually are just friends. And I don't have a problem with that as long as, you know, listen, I feel like I should have a. a have an acquaintance with this person as well. I need to know them also. There should be no awkwardness. There should be no, they don't want to come hang out because you, it, sh it should be clean. As long as it's clean, I'm fine with it. Now, if we in a relationship and you tell me you got a friend named Taylor and, you know, um, but you never disclose the fact that you guys are actually exes and I stumble upon that information and that, that, that to me is really sketchy. Like that's sketchy because you could have said something. You could have told me and I would have been totally cool with it. Wouldn't have been no beef. I'd have been like, all right, girl. You know, I would have wanted to meet Taylor, you know, but like you could have that that's suspect, you know. And so at that point, I'm not going to tell you who you can and can't talk to. I'm not going to tell you who you can and can be friends with. What I'm going to say is this makes me uncomfortable because you didn't feel the need to be honest with me about it from jump. And so because of that. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. I just want you to understand that if you continue this relationship with Taylor, there are going to be consequences behind it. Whether that be I give you attitude, no matter whether that be I break up with you because I don't trust you and what you say now. It could be anything, but there are going to be consequences that you're going to have to deal with because of your dishonesty. So that is how I feel about that bitch. <laughs> like, I don't mind, you know. A AX being a friend and you know like I have my ex is my friend you know and I'm cool with my other exes like there's no beef there's no problems but I wouldn't say like you know that's my best buddy in the world you know what I'm saying they have to be here but I'm gonna tell you right now any guy that I deal with I'm gonna let you know I'm good Johnny ain't going nowhere like but you're gonna know if you're gonna you're gonna know of him from jump you're gonna meet him we all gonna hang out it's gonna be cute it's gonna be good like ain't, ain't gonna be no beef you know what i'm saying so i think it's just the way you go about things as long as you're honest and upfront, you don't have anything to hide and you you know you put your cards on the table i think it's cool you know as a matter of fact i want to be friends you know with your with your ex because it, you know it could be a time when i'm like yo this nigga out here wilding he knows you in a better way he knows you in a way that that others don't and he'll, he may even know you in ways that I don't know. You may be able to provide insight to, you know, help us through a tough time. Whatever the case is, I, I'm optimistic in that way. You know what I'm saying? I think it's cool. Just be honest from jump and it should not be any 
problems, bitch. But that's just me, you know. All right, I'm only going to ask a few more questions. I have a lot left. Um, I'm asking a few more questions. I know you're probably tired of hearing me just talk by myself. Um, uh, so next question I'm going to hit um, comes from Stephanie. It says, what do you want for yourself in this new year? I want peace. I want peace of mind. Um, I'm tired of wrestling with this uh, PTSD, anxiety, depression. I'm sick. I'm sick of wrestling with that. You know, I need to get a handle on that. So, so, so peace is, is, is my, my thing. Um, I also, um, you know, I speak 2020 being my year of manifestation, you know, so that is what I want for myself in the new year's manifestation of everything that I work for. You know, I work really, really hard, whether it be on my nine to five, uh, or in the show, you know, so, um, I want, you know, mass appeal, mass influence for this show. I want to have that problem of, okay, can I keep my nine to five job? You know, like that's what I want for myself. I want to put my friends on. I want my friends to have an opportunity and a platform to use. And I want them to, their businesses to flourish because my friend group is lit. All of us are doing some shit. You know, I want all of us to, 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 to be, to be fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what I want in, um, in 2020, I want peace I want manifestation and I want, I want happiness and joy for my friends as well. You know, so that's, that's what I'm working toward. Um, with that said, um, I'm going to tell y'all right now, the next few weeks, I'm going to make some announcements about what's going to be happening, what's coming in season three. And I'm telling y'all, man, like it is going to be so turnt, so lit. So make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you listen through to the end of every episode um, I got some really good ideas, some really fun things happening, and I really hope you guys take to it well. So, yeah, there's that. The next question also comes from Stephanie. Stephanie, you had some fantastic questions. It says, have you ever had sex with a man who told you he was straight? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, I had I, I had sex with a man who was, um, and I've talked about this on the show, who was married to a woman. He was separated at the time, but, you know, he was still technically married. Um, but he, he wasn't. I, it wasn't like identifying as straight. Like he didn't say I'm straight. You know, I'm just like, you know, it, it's just, it just kind of happened. Um, and now, you know, I just talking to him the other day, actually, he's, um, uh, he's been living in his truth for like, you know, ever since that, that marriage like ended and stuff. So I've never quite had that, but I've kind of been adjacent, I guess. I don't know. Um, but what I will say is that I have had, um, a lot of straight men flirt with me now. Like I listen, I know what I'm being flirted with. I, I, totally understand and I know when a guy might have a man crush on me um so I've had that a lot and that is kind of it's kind of weird because like especially if I find that man attractive you know it's one of those things where it's like you know you keep I will fuck you you keep playing with me I will fuck you right here nigga okay um so I've had that a lot where I've had straight guys flirt with me um and that is kind of it's just it's kind of weird because I'm the type of person like I'm a you know you give me that energy and if I'm feeling that vibe I'm gonna I'm go after you you know what I'm saying so I didn't it's just, it's really, really strange when it happens. Really, really strange, but yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys um, two more questions and I'm gonna do be nice asshole and we're we just gonna, we're gonna cut from there and keep it, keep it moving. I hope I, I'm not like, you know, <laughs> hope I'm not torturing you guys right now with this shit. I'm literally just winging this and like hoping for the best. Um, God damn you, GarageBand, for deleting my shit, you fucking bitch. I'm so mad. <laughs> All right. Um, Jonathan asks, um, what's one of your biggest, one of your life's biggest regrets? Saying I have no regrets is a cop out. We all wish we could do something differently. Um, 
my biggest regret honestly is that i um i spent so much time hating myself i spent so much time wishing i was dead wishing myself into into a grave i spent so much time acting like i was somebody that i wasn't you know so i wish that i would have come out much earlier i don't feel like my life started until i was 24 years old you know so that's a lot of time lost you know because i was trying to you know doing everything I could to, to be straight, to be more masculine, to be more this, to be more that, you know? And the thing about it is, is like, I didn't realize that I was, I was cool. I was cool how, if I would have just like tapped into who, who I was, I wouldn't have been such a lame in high school. I wouldn't have been like so timid. I could have just been, I would have been cool. You know what I'm saying? Like that, and I could have started living my life. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, who was really going to check me? You know what I'm saying? Like who was really going to like do something to me? Who was really going to flex on me? you know, for being gay, like the thing is like, I got hands, you know what I'm saying? Like, so at the end of the day, if somebody, you know, would have been like, oh, Chase, you gay ass nigga, like if they would have like tried to bully me or some shit, like I really could have just washed somebody one good time, made an example of them and it would have been fine. Like, you know, it's just, it's, I, I wish I would have done that differently. I really, really wish I wouldn't have spent so much time. Like, it's really interesting because I spent so much time like hating myself and wanting to die and praying for death. Like I would literally pray to die in my sleep and I would wake up and be disappointed. And so to turn that around and all these years later, sitting up here at 34 years old, you know, 20 years later, um, I'm like wishing, you know, and hoping to wake up and I, and I, and I want to live. And I, it's really interesting how that happens. So anybody out there who's like, you know, um, wishing their life away, whether it be just like, you know, I want to die or it could be like, Oh, God, I can't wait for the weekend. And you do that every week. You can't wait for the weekend. So you're wishing away Monday through Friday. You're wishing that Monday through Friday of your life doesn't happen. Like, nah, stop doing that. Like, if you can, like, really try to wrap your mind around the fact that you are literally wishing your life away. And you're going to you're gonna want those days. You're going to want those hours back. You know, so I'm, 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 I wish that I didn't do that. You know, that was, that was pretty messed up for myself. Next question, final question is um, from Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie says, where is the craziest place you've had sex? Listen, <laughs> up until a couple months ago, it would have been a super lame answer. Um, but now um, the craziest place that I've had sex has been on my living room floor. Now, with that said, to be fair, the location wasn't the crazy part. It was everything going on around that location. So, uh... <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this shit on air. Okay, so um, a few months ago, you know, I had a, um, my mom was in town. She was visiting, right? Um, and at the time I had a one bedroom. And so whenever she comes or my parents come, I always give them my bedroom and I sleep in the living room, right? So she came by herself that weekend. She took the bedroom. Uh, a, a friend of mine um, who, um just a friend of mine. <laughs> she knows him. Um, they hadn't met in person yet. She's a big fan of him, of his and she wanted to meet him or whatever. So um, I arranged for him to surprise her um, and just come like hang out with us for the weekend. Um, and so that's what happened. So he was he he showed up um, that Friday night um, and he and I, you know, we slept on my living room floor together um, while she had the bed. Um, so that was great. Whatever. The last night that um, that they were there. Um, and I had no intention. I really, <laughs> I really didn't. I was like, I'm not about to be sitting out here fucking, you know, <laughs> my mother's in the other room. So, uh, but, you know, things, you know, happened um, and had full on 
sexual intercourse on my living room floor um, with my mom in the next room with the door open. She was sleeping, thankfully, but um, I mean, she could have easily walked out the bedroom and just saw like everything that was going on. <laughs> I can't believe I'm fucking telling this story. Don't y'all fucking judge me. Please don't judge me. Don't judge me. Um, but the sex was fire, bitch. It was great. It was great, girl. <laughs> I am trash. I'm trash for that. I know I'm terrible for that. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Let's just end this show now. I can't fucking believe this. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this trash. It has been, it's been over an hour and 40 minutes of, of, of this. Um, again, man, I'm really, I'm really apologize for the fact that I lost that content. Um, I think I'm probably going to still go back and look for it and try to figure out a way to recover it. Um, cause I really want you guys to hear that episode. It was so powerful, man. Just talking about those soul ties and just, you know, having that, having that moment together. Um, I think it could really help a lot of people. Um, but with that said, um, I hope you guys, you know, like this, um, it's never something that I wanted to do. I never wanted to do an episode like this, but I, I want to bring you guys content. It's really important for me to do that. So hope you like this. If you like it, you know, I don't mind doing more like this. I have set like at least 20 or 30 more questions that I have that I couldn't get to. Um, let me know if you like it. Communicate with me, please. Like hit me in the DMs. If you have my number, text message me, you know, the cookout podcast at gmail.com, whatever. Just let me know how you felt about this. And if you like it, I'll do more of these from time to time. I'll just let you guys send in questions and I'll just sit here and, and talk to you one on one. I hope this wasn't super lame, <laughs> but that's that episode. Um, I'm still going to do Be Nice Asshole today, um, even though it's just me. Um, I'm just going to affirm a person who has been on this show several times. Um, I'm talking to you, Jason. Jason Knight, uh, Bearded Jay, the light-skinned legend, the finest nigga I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and the reason why I'm going to do this is because last night um, when we recorded the other episode, I had a moment, I had, had the opportunity to really impart, you know, you know, and, and just pour into your life. And um, and I want to do that again. Now, I, I want the reason why I want to do that again, even though you, you heard me and I, I told you what I said, I want it to be in recording. So if ever you forget who the fuck you are and forget, you know, how great you are, you can always come back and get a reminder. So I'm going I'm to just say to Jason, um, number one, um, man, you are beautiful. I know you're straight. You are gorgeous, like a stunning man, like, you know, just 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 beautiful. But even outside of that, I'm going to say this to you. I have I have I have a gift where I can see people um, and I've spoken about it on the show several times. Even I think I spoke about it on this episode earlier. I can see people very well. I know who a person is. It's very rare that I'm, I'm surprised by a person's actions or their character because I know people. And I'm going to say to you, um, you are special. You're not ordinary. There's nothing regular about you. There's nothing common about you. Once you sit down with yourself and really figure out who you are and work through your insecurities and work through those things that are holding you back, your life and your world is going to open up in ways that you cannot even imagine. You are a special person. You have got something in. I can't even place what it is, but there's something in you that that the people around you need and I think even behind your back, like when I when I speak about you and we talk shit all the time, like we shade each other, like our text messages are reckless. But I'm telling you, man, like when I speak about you, it is always in the highest terms. I you you are 
you are an incredible, fantastic person. And I need you to remember that. And I need you to, to recognize that about yourself. And I need you to, and I feel like I'm talking to myself right now. I need you to say nicer things to yourself about yourself. Um, take this in, listen to this, this, I mean, every word that I'm saying, let this encourage you. Let this, um, let this be like a spark for you to, to get to know yourself better and to see yourself the way that I see you and to see yourself that the way that people around you see you and see yourself the way that God sees you. He created you exactly the way you're supposed to be. There's nothing wrong with you, Jason. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, just tap into who you are and let, and let yourself be exactly what you are you're special and i think you're incredible and i love you all right yeah that's that um thank you guys for listening to the show you can find me on the instagrams at chase cassidy cassidy spelled with a k you can also follow me on the cookout podcast on instagram for you know funny memes and videos updates about the show um all that good stuff you guys can uh have questions hit me (laughs) if you have questions hit me at the cookout podcast at gmail.com also shop the cookout.com get your merch bitch thank you to everybody who's already bought some shit um you guys seem to really love it so um i feel good about that so thank you um that is a way that if you guys want to support me support the show um by all means shop the cookout.com get you some good merch and uh when you when you get the merch and you wear it like post it on social media so i can repost you and big you up um Thank you guys so much for listening to this Um, and make somebody smile today and remember, be nice, asshole.